Hello and welcome to the Music Survival Guide, the independent musician's guide on how to survive in the music industry. My name's Phil, a mixing and mastering engineer with Vortis Sound Studios. Believe it or not, because I was just thinking about this, I recall that custom for every single episode. I don't know why. I don't know why I've never sat down to record a definitive version. I always give it the same inflection, but there we are. That's my thought for the day. I'm currently drinking. Sorry, this is a bit of a, uh, a tangent before I talk about why I shouldn't talk about. I'm currently drinking a cup of tea, insert British stereotype here, a cup of tea from the good people at Yorkshire Tea. And it's toast and jam flavour, which if you're in America is toast and jelly, um, which is very strange. It. It definitely smells like toast and jam, and it sort of tastes like jam, but it's a bit disconcerting because it's a cup of tea. Uh, that's just a random thought for you. If you try, if you want to try it, I would suggest trying it because it's it's a unique experience. Anyway, that's really really got nothing to do with what I wanted to talk about in this episode. So today or this week, I wanted to talk about getting gigs post lockdown. It won't be any surprise to anyone listening that in the UK at least and in many places around the world probably most of the world gigs are just not really a thing right now and it's something that every band wants to get to wants to get back to but that's kind of to, to put it bluntly off in the off in the horizon at the moment but you need to be ready for when these things open up because every band every band you know is going to want to gig the second lockdown is is lifted and venues open and we can do gigs, especially non-socially distanced gigs, every band is going to be straight at it and every band is going to be like, I want a gig, I want a gig now. For obvious reasons, completely understand it. The problem with that is that especially at the moment with some venues unfortunately closing, there's going to be less and less availability for these bands. So when lockdown lifts, every band is going to suddenly go, we need to gig. And that's a potential problem because you could find yourself in a situation where you just can't get a gig for maybe even months. So I've got this 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 idea that is a bit mad and it might not work, but I can't shake it and I want to share it because this could help you as a band. This could help you in that rush of gigs coming back to be ready, to be a little bit ahead of the curb, ahead of the crowd in getting gigs and getting yourself sorted. But before you think about the sort of practical side of getting gigs, you need to be ready for gigs returning as a band musically. So when possible, you need to start or continue rehearsing. I know, again, that may not be possible for where you are right now. In the UK, that's not really a, a thing at the moment. But yeah, rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. The tighter you are when you go to your next gig, the better you'll be and the better you'll sound. And that is really, really important. But if you're at home, if you're stuck, stuck by yourself, then you need to keep playing your instrument, play through your set. So either you've um, recorded and released some music professionally, or you've just got some demos that you've maybe recorded in the rehearsal room. Get your instrument, whack it on your computer or whatever, and play along and do it regularly. If you know what your set is and you've got all those songs from various demos and maybe actual releases, put together a set so that you can regularly play through it and you're not going to be rusty for when you start again. That's a really important sort of first step before you think about the idea of getting gigs post-lockdown. I think if you're not currently doing that, if you're not currently spending that time 
focusing on your craft, on your gigs, on your rehearsals, things like that, then you need to do that as a real first priority before you think about gigs. Because if you're not tight, then you're not going to be good at a gig is the, the long and short of it. So yeah, very much consider doing that first. But here's my idea. And it's quite simple. It's, it's not complicated. It's not multi-layered. There's no sneak peek, sneak peeks. There's no sneak tricks or anything like that. So I think thing number one is you need to keep on fostering good relations with your local venues and your local promoters. So if it's your local promoter and it's an actual person, then keep talking to them, just interact with them, share anything you think may be useful that they might like to read, anything like that. With your local venue, promote them, especially at the moment. So if they're having like kind of a fundraiser because they're in hardship, then if you got it, consider donating some money, but also promote it on your social media. Promote the idea that this venue that you love playing at is not doing well. And I think it's really important to make sure these are local venues. Some people might look quite cynically on it if you start promoting a venue that's several hundred miles away from you, unless it's a really good venue that you have played at a few times and you genuinely enjoy. But for the most part, keep it local for this and make sure you promote them, keep talking about them. And yeah, you're just building that goodwill for the idea that when you can gig, you will. And that's a great place to be in. It's a great start. And if nothing else, if absolutely nothing else, that is what you should do. Keep fostering good relations with your local venues, your local promoters, so that when gigs start, they are thinking about you and they're thinking about who helped them. So what you need to do when you've built a good relationship or as you're building a good relationship, you need to speak with these venues and these promoters about what I'm going to call speculative gigs, which is booking a gig, even if it's unclear, you'll actually be able to do it. So you want to make it clear that you don't expect any financial remuneration, fancy word of the day, financial remuneration if it doesn't go ahead. So there's no risk to them in saying, yes, we would love to have you play on this date, even if we can't be open for that day or we can't realistically do a gig on that day. We'd love to book you in anyway. So the idea is you book a date maybe in, I don't know, April, May, June, somewhere around there, date or two. And if that date rolls around and you can gig, you've got it in your pocket. You're ready to go. You've booked that date. If you roll around and that date can't be done, then you can cancel it. And there's no problem because it's lockdown. So no one's worried about you cancelling a gig. It's not looking bad on you. Everyone understands why these, why this is happening. So the key thing is that when everyone starts gigging again, you want to be ready. You want to be in the vanguard. You want to be there and that have some dates booked and to be ready to play and go, look, here we are. Here's our little corner of the music scene that we're playing in. But if you wait for it to be safe, if you wait for the, the kind of situation to be safe and social distancing to end and then start thinking about gigs, I think you might be out of luck. You'll be struggling to find dates. You'll be scrabbling around when everyone else is doing exactly the same thing. And this will allow you to just be that little bit, that just that tiny bit ahead of the curb of everyone else, which is really, really important. I think my biggest takeaway for this episode is relationships are the most important thing. Relationships with venues, especially at the moment, is more important than ever before. Relationships with your fans is more important than ever before for reasons you'll obviously know. Relationships with venues so that 
you can start gigging at them again when that is possible. Relationship with fans, because that is your main outlet at the moment, is Facebook, is social media. And I think it's actually, this is this situation has forced a lot of bands to really think about what they're doing with their social media and how they're using it best to get ahead. But you can't forget that coming in the future at some point is that way of doing things, where you gig, where you can find new followers, new fans, followers, check me out with my social media, um, from gigs. And you need to be ready for that. So this is just my random little thought. This is just a, a thing you could try. It might work. It might not. But as I say, relationships are the most important. So if you speak to a venue and they go, no, sorry, we're not going to do that for whatever reason, still promote them if they're in hardship. Do things like that. Help them however you can. So that's it for another episode of the Music Survival Guide. Again, it's quite a short one, but I thought just a short and sweet little message. If you enjoyed it, then please do leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast, wherever you are on whatever system. I really appreciate them. Please also share it with friends and bandmates if you thought it was useful. If you're thinking about maybe trying the system, trying this idea of getting some gigs whilst you can and seeing if you can actually do them when you're closer to the time, then this would be a good episode to share and you can work out how you might do that. I really appreciate every single one of you who listens. So if you're interested, I have a community on Facebook called the Music Survival Guide Community, really original name. Hop over there for chats about music and band life with other musicians and industry people. I will see you next time for an interview. <laughs>